Welcome back to another edition of WeatherWise, powered here by the meteorologists at ABC 47 WMDT. And uh, great to have you with us. I'm Chief Meteorologist Rich Wardzik, and I'm here with meteorologist Ulysses Garcia this week. Mm -hmm. We're talking all things heat, summer. By the way, happy summer, second day of uh, summer when we start uh, yesterday morning at 5.15, 5.14, summer solstice. And uh, Boy, I, I think the season definitely is getting here and just in due time because we've had so much heat, not here local, not just here locally, but we've had it nationally. There have been uh, issues out in Europe with the heat being so strong and a lot to talk about with that. As you would imagine, with hot days, we've had our fair share of storms again here in Dalmarva. We're going to dip into some of the reports from last Friday's storms that actually brought some significant damage to uh, parts of Worcester County. That was a rough evening there for a little bit out toward the beaches. We'll talk about that coming up. A uh, little, um, little dive into some, uh, some of our social media efforts here at uh, 47 ABC WMDT, and we'll talk about a little bit of that coming up and how you can interact with us here on WeatherWise, the podcast, with your questions. We'd love to hear from you and talk all things weather. So let's get started, Ulysses. Uh, happy summer, by the way, again. Oh, yes, yeah. happy summer. Is this your favorite season? I don't know if you've told me that before. Uh, no, my favorite season is actually autumn. So uh, Okay, that's you right. Know, You're the, a fall guy. So the countdown for autumn is... Uh, I already <laughs> posted right. it, so, the, right. so you know what that means, that starting today, it means the days are getting shorter. Right, you know? <laughs> that's right. So, uh, you know, some people might call Ulysses the weather heel of our weather department. He loves posting those, uh, the colder holidays and the next holidays when they're coming up. But hey, fall is your favorite season, so you're just looking forward to that. I think a lot of people agree with you. A lot of people agree with you about fall being your favorite season, uh, being a favorite season. I'm a summer guy. Um, I'm a late spring summer guy. I like uh, when it starts to really warm up, and I like the beach weather, the lake weather, but I get it. Autumn has its own special feel to it. So, um, And you're from Miami or southern Florida. So yeah. I can imagine summer is probably not I, – I can understand why maybe it's not your favorite season. But, uh, not yet. But, uh, yeah, uh, so getting into it here, if we want to get started with – let's talk about the heat here locally, um, if you want to go with that, like uh, what we experienced here in Delmarva. Uh, another stretch of heat and humidity. And Friday, we had temperatures everywhere in the 90s, even locations that typically don't get as hot as the inland areas, like the beaches, well above 90 in the afternoon, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Wallops uh, made it way into the 90s. Uh, you know, we also saw, you know, Salisbury, Georgetown. I know we were forecasting for the inland areas to make a, a closer one to 100, but it didn't happen. It made it way only to the mid-90s. Regardless, though, still hot outside. Uh, humidity was still well up there, especially on Thursday, the day before. We started seeing those dew points uh, well into the 70s that carried over to Friday morning, but we started seeing a little bit of a dip in the dew points by the afternoon. But still enough to the point where we had the elements in place for the severe weather uh, to take place as we made our way to your Friday afternoon, Friday evening. But Yeah, you're right about that. And uh, you made a good point, too, about how, to, before we even talk about the severe weather, how we had the dew points in the 70s on Thursday. And then on Friday, they actually came down a little bit during the day. That actually allowed us to heat up more than we would have if the dew points would have stayed in the 70s. It was just one of those unique situations where just enough dry air was coming in. With all the sun that we had, it allowed us to heat up that much more. Drier air is actually heated, for those of you out there, uh, it's interesting to note that drier air is heated more easily and also cooled more easily. So it was a situation where we actually had our air mass heat up a little extra because of that, just that slight drop in humidity. Um, I don't think anybody noticed the drop in humidity. No. I don't know about you. I didn't um, <laughs> because it was just nasty out there. No, yeah. And, and you were talking about it led to the storms. We had the ingredients in place for some um, really uh, kind of pop-up, quick-moving 
severe storms that kind of came out of nowhere. If you want to look at it from that perspective, we were forecasting it, but it was a sunny day and then it was not for a few locations. A lot of people didn't see rain, but a few storms popped up in the heating of the day. And boy, they were they were quick movers and they became very, very uh, dangerous in a short period of time. Right. No. Yeah, absolutely. Especially like you said a second ago, you know, over the beaches, that's really where we dealt with the impacts. And I know you uh, you even covered some of it, even like on Saturday. Uh, you know, checking out like where the damages were. So we dealt with uh, we dealt with multiple wind reports across the area, especially from Sussex all the way down towards Accomac, and we even got one hail report as well. So um, you know, the last couple storms have really been more focused when it comes to wind, but also hail. I feel like this season though we really dealt with hail. I feel like since I've been here on Delmarva, we really haven't. Uh, I have not really dealt with hail until really until this season. This is really the first season that I can in the five, four years I've been here that I think we've held, we have dealt with this many hail reports. Right, and, and there could be a couple factors for why. I know the, the, the one monster hailstorm that we had that came through Dorchester County uh-huh. several weeks ago, a good example of that was simply because it was such a strong supercell thunderstorm. The, up, the updraft was so strong that the thunderstorm height or the top of the clouds were uh, so high up that it was a port in the atmosphere that's well below zero. And at any given day, you go up high enough in the atmosphere, the temperature's well below zero. And basically, for those of you at home um, interested about how hail forms, it's, it's not just ice that develops up in the top of the clouds. It's, it's a raindrop that has to be pushed up into the clouds by a very strong updraft with a thunderstorm, turned into ice. It collects more raindrops on its way down, then the updraft again pushes it back up, and it continues to collect that uh, water until it becomes a large enough hailstone that it outweighs essentially the wind and falls to the ground. So the bigger the hailstone, the larger the updraft. And here in Delmarva, we typically don't see those type of supercell thunderstorms, right? And yeah. we've seen a few of them lately. Yeah, and yeah. That, that created the hail like you're talking about. So that's you know, an interesting thing you see out here, uh, something that you would expect a little more inland, I would say central Maryland, central Virginia, um, see more of those type of storms per year than we do out here. but. You know, it, it, it was a, a big deal. And then this, this past Friday, it was the wind. Like you were saying, only one hail report was the wind. Um, what I saw in Ocean City, what a lot of people saw, uh, a building at the airport ended up having most of its roof removed by straight line winds that were so strong that the airport itself at that time clocked a wind speed of 70.2 miles per hour. That's just a few miles short of hurricane force winds. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that was a tough go of it. And having a storm like that, so close to the beaches where typically we have some dangerous weather and we worry about lightning is usually the main concern of the beach. Typically those type of straight line winds, um, not always a factor out there. And that was different with the storm that was coming through. And then a lot of reports of downed trees and power lines, kind of tree debris in the roadways, closing down some roads. I know in Bishopville or at least near Bishopville, yeah. uh, there were some closed roads uh, outside of Ocean Pines. Um, mentioned in Berlin, of course, with the uh, airport sustaining that roof damage. But, man, that was a monster of a storm. And boy, once they kicked out to over the ocean, it was also kind of a nice light show. I don't know if you saw that. And behind it was near sunset. You could see the lightning coming out of the clouds, which is a neat thing this time of the year. It's neat to not be near the storm. If you can see it in the distance, it puts on a pretty good show like that. But uh, no, yeah, absolutely. Uh, dangerous weather. But you were talking about the heat. You want to talk a little bit about it. it's not just here. We've been dealing with it elsewhere, right? No, yes. Uh, yeah, so especially when it comes to the lower 48, it's really been a, a thing. You know, most of these, uh, it's, we've been under a heat dome or an omega block. And it's, um, so the reason here on Delmarva, we haven't really gotten too much of it. We only had that one hot day on Friday is because we've actually been on the leading edge of that 
heat dome that we've been dealing with. We've been on the leading edge of that ridge. That's why throughout the middle of the week, we had the chances of showers and thunderstorms and our weekends have been nice. And we're kind of in the same pattern once again this week where we're on the leading edge of another heat dome where we're dealing with the chance of showers and storms. So and the good news in that department is that we're not in the extreme heat like our neighbors out towards the west. But yes, uh, most of these heat domes have been building up out of the southwest, the desert southwest. I know Phoenix, that area, was already seeing temperatures well into the 100s, 110s to be more exact. Um, and then even throughout the last couple of weekends, I've been noticing how parts of the plains have been really going up as well. Like I think uh, on Sunday and Saturday, I noticed how even Bismarck, North Dakota, was making a run towards 100 degrees. Wow. And that air was making its way in towards uh, parts of southern Canada as well. And the fact is with this ridge, I've noticed um, that severe weather threat has been more not just on Delmarva, but it also has extended into parts of Michigan, parts of Minnesota, and even to parts of Canada. So parts of Manitoba and Saskatchewan because of the way that jet stream has been playing a, a role here. But yeah, triple digit heat um, also making its way into parts of the Carolinas with temperatures well into the low 100s in like North and South Carolina. So it's definitely been a, a dangerous heat already in the early going of summer. And keep in mind, we're not even in the dog days of summer, so right. we still have <laughs> July and August to go. We have just and started, my we're friends. We just started, so right. the fact that we're already getting this heat this early, uh, early going is not exactly a good sign either. Right, and I um, wanted to touch on what you were saying there, what Ulysses was saying about heat domes. These areas of high pressure that develop and they just sit, and high pressure is basically subtly sinking air. So under high pressure, strong high pressure, you can't get clouds, let alone any rain, and you get direct sunlight, and you know, they form what's called heat domes, like with the Omega block. It's just kind of what, it, you know, obviously we're in a podcast here. We can't show you what it looks like, but you can imagine here uh, what ends up happening. A, a heat dome sits up in the jet stream, or the storm track just goes over top of it and comes down on either side, and that's what Ulysses was mentioning. You know, the heat making its way all the way into southern Canada, the edge of that high pressure, that heat dome where the storm track is. They're getting severe weather. They're tracking a large hail thunderstorm, supercell thunderstorms, tornadoes in Manitoba, Saskatchewan, well north of the border. You're talking 100 degree temperatures in the Dakotas, like uh, a crazy amount of heat uh, for th this early in the season. Like you said, we got a lot of, a lot of real estate to go here, Ju uh, July, August, and even sometimes into September. So lots going on. And it's not just here, right? No, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, even parts of Europe, um, keep in mind, anytime we get the, you know, the way the jet stream is, this is a, a global effect. So that means anytime, you know, the, the, um, the jet stream breaks apart or something, you know, this will usually, you know, oscillate and makes its way towards Europe, towards the other part of the continent, of, of the other part of the world. But Europe is also dealing with heat waves as well. Um, and keep in mind, in, in Europe, they're actually just dealing with records with temperatures um, in sunspots over 100 degrees. So um, just this past Sunday, a good chunk of Europe experience records um, uh, near Berlin, uh, it's called Cottbus. They experienced their all-time high for any month and it was 100, almost 103 degrees. Um, Poland also set its new country uh, record for the month of June when it hit almost 101 degrees. Uh, Switzerland almost uh, hit over 98 degrees. Um, even parts of Austria close to 98 degrees. Uh, and then even in the, the Czech Republic, the hottest day, hottest June day on record for, for the country, um, over 102 degrees. Yeah, that's, that's some serious heat. And it puts some into perspective here for places like that in Europe. Um, you, you know, when they talk about temperatures in the low to mid-90s, that's considered hot for them, very hot. Um, and 
yeah, and I had this experience firsthand. I visited this, uh, in Slovakia to visit a, a cousin of mine um, back in 2018, summer of 2018. And at that time, there were being um, records broken then for heat, not only in Slovakia, but all of Europe and also in England. Um, and something to remember for a lot of the people out in Europe, they do not have the type of air conditioning that we do here in the United States. They're not set up for the heat like that. A lot of homes and even buildings out there are not outfitted, with, sometimes with any air conditioning, and the type that they have out there is not made to handle conditioning the air of that type of heat for that prolonged period of time. So what they're dealing with out there is tough for us, those kind of numbers, but what they're dealing with without the, the ability to condition their air, the, the, the air conditioner, the, the HVAC situation out there is just not where it is here in this country, and it's much more dangerous as a result out there. So they're going through um, a very difficult time uh, with that heat out there. So it's not just here in this country, it's uh, all over the world, um, very difficult. And then also, uh, because in Europe, also Spain is also dealing with uh, wildfires because of this record-breaking heat. So the fact that they're in a bit of a drought and they're dealing with wildfires with their temperatures um, well over 100 degrees in Madrid, uh, making its way up to 105 degrees. So the fact that they're getting even, and this is um, considered the earliest major heat wave for them in more than 40 years. So the fact oh, that, that's uh, so yeah. Amazing, um, you know, not in a good way that uh, they're going through that. So. You know, we got a lot to talk about again on the second day of summer. Um, we've got all of this going on here locally, nationally, and uh, globally with heat. And I'm sure we'll be talking about this a lot more here going through the, uh, going through the season. Um, and we're getting a bit of a break here this week, but we're starting to see, well, after a, a wonderful weekend, Father's Day, oh, Juneteenth yeah, yeah. weekend. Couldn't have asked for better weather. Um, you want to talk about a change in fortune for us. We went from the heat and humidity to... Um, you know, temperatures that were flirting with records at night. I mean, we were a couple degrees above that, but I mean, there was, what, what was it, uh, Monday morning, 50 degrees at Salisbury Airport? Yeah, 50 degrees in Salisbury Airport. Yeah. The fact that, uh, you know, and I mean, I was here throughout the weekend. I experienced the dew points just continue to come down from Thursday through Sunday. I mean, Saturday we had dew points in the, right around 50, but Sunday uh, we had dew points down in the low 40s, and even in parts of uh, Dover, I saw dew points down to 36. I'm that's like, amazing. That's and uh, keep that's in mind stuff. that it, uh, <laughs> that's a that's a welcome treat, especially at this yeah. time of the year. And keep in mind that even as we get deeper into summer, um, when we get a cold front, we're not going to get a 36 anymore. No. Like we're gonna like our dew points are just going to come down just a smidge. We'll be lucky if we make our way into the 50s as we make our way into July and August. So the fact that this was a you know, that's why I kept mentioning on air, you got to take advantage of this weather because um, in a couple of weeks from now, it's going to be quite a different ball game. Right. Here. So, um, and it's worth pointing out, too. We talked earlier about how sometimes you, dropping the dew point, making the air drier, it heats up better. It, it's the, the opposite effect at night. When you have lower dew points, the air can cool off nicely at night like we've seen. So you're talking about dew points in the 30s and 40s. We just don't get those during the summer. You have to remember that if your dew point is in the 60s or the 70s, you, you don't cool the temperature below the dew point. So if you have a dew point in the 70s and that, air, that moisture in the air is not going anywhere, that's your low temperature for the night, essentially. That's all you're going to get. And that's what makes dealing with the heat so much diff more difficult. It's not just the hot days. It's the fact that we're not cooling off at night. Yeah. And it has been a treat, like you said, just having the low dew points. Our nights have cooled off tremendously after very nice days. And this week, we're going back to it again, higher dew points. 
warmer afternoons, not cooling off as much at night. You don't see that big temperature swing between the daytime high and the nighttime low. So yeah. like you said, take advantage of it while it's here. I know I had my windows open, probably not going to be able to do that too much more here in the next several uh, uh, weeks, if not months. Um, so certainly something that I know that we're priming ourselves for, but um, you know, it, it, it makes for some great beach weather and lake weather, but I, I know very difficult just to, uh, to maybe uh, take that jog or walk the dog or something like that. It, it, it can be very difficult, especially on people that have some respiratory issues or might be a little more um, sensitive to extreme changes in our, client, our climate, especially with the heat and humidity. But uh, yeah, we're going to keep an eye on it here this week. And uh, we love to hear from you, by the way. You can always reach out to us here at the podcast here at Weatherwise myself. Meteorologist Ulysses Garcia, meteorologist Sloan Haynes. We love to talk weather. We love to chat weather. That's why we do the podcast. We just want to talk weather. That's all we think about, you know? That's what we do. And we'd love to hear from you, uh, weather enthusiasts out there, weather at WMDT.com. Yep. Our email, just send us an email. And any question you want to ask us, we're open books about that. And we try to answer it here on the podcast. Um, you know, we'd love to talk to you on Facebook, too. We've had a lot of pictures and, fo- pictures and videos from these storms come up. And um, very helpful for us here in the studio. We can't see what's going on outside, obviously, when we're in here reporting the weather. So you're sometimes our window to the world. We'd love to hear from you on Facebook, on Twitter. Myself, look me up, Rich Wardzik. Look Ulysses up, Ulysses Garcia, Sloan Haynes. Uh, we're easily found on there. We'd love to uh, interact with you and um, talk all things weather. We have a lot of weather enthusiasts here in Delmarva. Not just here in Delmarva, anywhere across the United States, the world you may be listening from, we'd love to chat with you and hear about your weather experiences at home. Anything else to add? No, yeah, I think uh, I think the fact like you know uh, you know great stuff we talked about here, important stuff, and uh, yeah, like you said, like uh, the thing about the heat, it's like it's not just a daytime fact; it's a daytime issue. It's also a nighttime issue because the fact that we don't cool off at night, so you're not getting that relief. So you got to keep that in mind. Um, it's not just a daytime thing. Right. It's a very good advice to pass along. Very important to remember, too. Take it easy, my friends. Uh, enjoy the, the nice days while they're here and when it's uh, a little more hot and humid. Enjoy being, out, being inside, you know. Enjoy trying to get some, uh, some cool temperatures there for you and uh, taking it a little easier during these uh, hotter stretches. It's always some good advice there. So I think that's it for us for this week. We're going to get back to forecasting and making sure that uh, we're keeping an eye on uh, all the heavy weather that I'm sure we will be talking about sooner than later here across the Delmarva Peninsula as we go into our hot months here, stormy months, and also keeping an eye on the tropics as we do. It's been relatively quiet here as in the past several days, but we always know that can change, and that's yeah. something we'll talk about here on future podcasts as situations uh, develop out in the tropics. But uh, I think that's up for us for or it for us. I should say this week, myself, Chief Meteorologist Rich Wordzik and Meteorologist Ulysses Garcia, we thank you very much for downloading this latest edition of WeatherWise. We invite you to continue to interact with us, and we'll be back again with a brand-new episode this time a Wednesday of next week. But again, thank you for joining us for this latest edition of WeatherWise from 4780C WMDT. Where we bring you weather wisdom.